and welcome to the September 6th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It's great to be back exactly one day after my last podcast. As a matter of fact, it's probably not even been 24 hours, so feels good to do this. And I have to tell you, you should probably get used to Mr. Joe being on uh, on your radio, on your cell phone, on your computer, whatever it might be, not necessarily on a daily basis, but several times a week. And really, the ultimate reason as to why that's going to transpire is because I am at a new job, and at my old job, I um, I very rarely took a lunch break. I would eat at my desk. I pretty much would come and go as I please. And that's no longer the case at my new place of employment. Now, while my job does allow for very similar flexibility as my last job does, I have to be on my best behavior. And that's not to say that I wasn't at my last job, but I am not going to turn around and say, well, you know, I haven't taken a lunch, so can I leave an hour early? which is something that I used to do at my old job. That was accepted, that was understood, that was something that my boss did. And if your boss does it, by all stretch of the imagination, you're going to do it. Um, I'm not even going there yet. What I do is I take my lunch break, and that ultimately is going to lead into me producing more and more episodes of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast, because what else in the world would I rather do then speak to my audience, because I'm going to tell you right now. I went on lunch, obviously I'm on lunch, about five, ten minutes ago, and I sat here in my car, and that's where Mr. Joe is at right now, and I said, what in the world am I going to do for the next hour? And it's, it's very simple. I said, well, why should I even second guess what I need to do? I have the opportunity, I'm going to speak about bipolar disorder, and... You best believe that this opportunity is going to occur on a more frequent basis. So that makes me very happy that we can get back into the swing of things. Um, I wanted to focus a little bit about, or a little bit on uh, mania today. And, you know, as always, I, I, I delve into a topic or a subject because in one way, shape, or form, it, it, overshadows or has something to do with my life at the present moment and for the most part Mr. Joe has reported relative stability I feel like I think any of the depressive symptoms that I've spoken about I think they were I think they were justifiable justified I mean come on I mean I lost a job I went through a month without work, maybe a little longer, and I was stressed. And I still am stressed. I still am stressed about the whole health insurance aspect and all of those things. But I believe my mood, for the most part, 
considering the circumstances surrounding my life, remained relatively stable over the course of the last month. Well, I will tell you this. Last night, and there is no doubt about it, that dreams and the content of the dreams that Mr. Joe has are are definitely relative to the fact of what my mood might be. And And what I mean by that is my dreams last night were persistent. They kept coming and coming and coming, and I'm not going to expose what they were. I might as well. Why not? They were hypersexual in nature. They were manic in nature. They were uh, risk-taking in nature. Uh, And again, I'm not going to get into specifics. All the things that, for the most part, add up to a manic episode. And... Go ahead and and, and figure this out for yourself, okay? Whether or not this meant mania was about to set in. After every dream that I just described, about three hours after I fell asleep, my eyes were wide open. Wide open. And when I am stable, my eyes will open, but I can get back to bed. Well, let me tell you this. When my eyes opened last night, I actually said to myself, the first phrase that went into my mind was, Mr. Joe, you are going through a manic episode, or at least it is going to start, because I felt like I slept an entire night. I wanted to, literally, I had no desire to go back to bed. I really didn't. I stayed on my phone, I checked out my fantasy baseball, Um, I started checking emails, I mean, things that I would never have done in the middle of the night, and to be quite honest with you, I didn't even care about going back to sleep, I really didn't, and here I am today, not in the least bit tired, not at all, even with that lack of sleep, I have absolutely no tiredness whatsoever, my energy level is sky high. And above everything else, I'm starting to do things that I normally wouldn't do. And I don't know if I'm making excuses to go ahead and have the the opportunity to do those things. And let me explain what I'm talking about. One of the jobs that I have to do at my current new place of employment is I have to market to some extent. Or at least not necessarily market what we're selling but I need to market the people that are going to help deal with what we're selling. So in other words, I need very, very highly qualified people. And we have a marketing team here. We have a website. We have people that run that website. It's actually a really good website, and they do a great job of letting the public know where we are, what we do, how we, how we function, what our beliefs are. But my part of this particular company is a completely separate entity. Although I work with everybody there, we are about to launch a brand new business that I am going to oversee in terms of all seven plants. And I need help. 
And while I absolutely love HR, I think they're great. I think the recruiting team is great. I have not a single bad thing to say about anybody. My job is essentially on the line each and every day that I don't get things accomplished. And they have other people and other positions and other jobs that they have to hire for. They cannot concentrate solely on what I need. So what does Mr. Joe do today? He wakes up, gets into work, and he says, well, I got to advertise. And what's the best way to advertise? I got to start social media again. I got to get myself involved in social media. And for those of you who have listened to my podcast in the past, I've talked about how horrible Facebook was for me, um, how I completely removed myself from all facets of social media. The only thing that I would be on would be Twitter. Um, even that, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, if you think about it, my Twitter at Mr. Bipolar Joe is essentially anonymous. Nobody knows who I am. I can tell you right now that none of my quote-unquote friends or co-workers or colleagues or um, relatives have any access to my Twitter account. So, in essence, again, I am completely and utterly sheltered from the online community, but my manic, maniac, psychopathic mind today told me, screw it, go for it. Start building your your accounts. And I have not introduced Facebook yet, although I am dying to. And again, it's not to, here's the good thing, it's not to become social. It's because I know once I reemerge, people are going to be in shock. They're going to be in shock that Mr. Joe has emerged. And that in itself will promote attention. Of course, Mr. Joe loves attention, but in this aspect, I don't want the attention. Where have you been? Look at your kids. Oh, my goodness. We miss you. I am looking for the attention of, he's back, and what is that that he's writing? He's in search of what? And I'm hoping the word gets out. But I could probably accomplish all this without making social media accounts. But for some reason, my manic mind is telling me this is what needs to be done. And I am just hopeful that in four or five days from now, if this mania starts to... Um, tail off a little bit that I don't look back on all of this and say uh, oh good god what did I do because quite honestly one of the accounts that I've made already my my owner he was the very first one to be in contact with me and I almost feel foolish in the sense where if in five days from now I just disappear because I'm I guess afraid again or or, or I want to hide under the covers I mean because essentially that's what it is when you're afraid to go on social media, especially for me. I mean, there are several reasons as to why I don't want to go on social media. Um, first and foremost, I have a background, and I'm not talking about a job. I'm talking about a background in which, and I believe that I've mentioned this before, that if I was to reemerge on social media, not only would my friends and families find me, but other people would other people who I don't want to find me. And I'm not saying in a bad way. I'd say about 50-50. 50% bad, 50% um, a freakish, weird kind of idolization. And it's not something that I'm proud of. It's, um, it's
something that's ignorant and foolish and something that uh, I took part in uh, a, a long time ago when I was younger. And somebody asked me, it's funny, just in case you're thinking along the lines, Mr. Joe has never done porno. <laughs> so somebody actually emailed me that and asked me uh, at a, after I exposed uh, some time ago that there were things that reasons as to why I wanted to be kept off social media and somebody asked me was that the reason why and no that is not the reason why um just for those of you who might be thinking that or at least for those few of you who have reached out and asked me straight out is that the reason why um so there are plenty of good reasons as to why I should not be on social media but I've come up with a slew of reasons today as to why the the pros of being on social media outweigh the cons. And I quite honestly don't know if this is my manic mind going to work. I can tell you this. I can't stop talking today. We had an executive staff meeting. It was my first one. I've only been here for three days. First staff executive meeting. And everybody spoke, and at the very end... My owner actually asked HR to introduce me, and HR said, well, I think he's there, because we were on conference calls and things that weren't all in the same room. There's so many different locations that we could not be all in the same room, and you know, I'm already very, very friendly with everybody, and HR turns around, and they say, well, I think he's a big boy. He can introduce himself, and then my owner says, oh, my God, he's here, and oh, Joe, Mr. Joe, put on your your big boy pants and get over it and stop being so shy, which everybody knows I'm not shy. And it was like I had written things down just in case I was put on the spot to introduce myself and to discuss the, the progress that I was making in particular with my programs and my plants. And I got to tell you, I didn't even look down at my paper. Didn't have to. It flowed out of my mouth like there was nothing holding me back. I spoke flawlessly. And that's one of the things that happens with me when I am manic. I don't even have to think. And sadly, I mean, I know what, what it comes down to is a lot of times when we're not in a professional setting, we certainly speak a whole lot, and a lot of times we do it without thinking. Now... Again, thankfully, I am in a, in a in a circumstance where I have to be professional, and I and everybody else was professional, I, and I knew I only had one job to do, and that was to speak on the progress and speak on myself and my background, which he made me do. And um, I, I loved doing it. And you know what's even crazier is now I think back, and this meeting was only twenty minutes ago. I don't even remember what I said. I don't even remember what I said. So I think it's relatively safe to say that Mr. Joe, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, has entered into mania zone. And for the first time in a long time, I can honestly say that I was able to at least attribute some triggers or some commonalities between my mania onset, which I refer to as the manic dreams. And what I'm trying to say is, 
is there a correlation between the fact that I went to bed feeling stable, but all of a sudden started having these manic-like dreams that were so vivid that I can still remember and still recall and give you every single detail of those dreams. Um, in which, by the way, usually I am flying in my dreams also, and this did not transpire, and that hasn't actually transpired in a very long time with me. Ever since I've been on medication, those, those dreams have uh, ultimately stopped, and they did not happen last night, but I remember vividly everything that went on in every single dream that I had, every single circumstance or situation that I was in was manic-like. And I just find it ironic that when finally one dream woke me up, or did it even? Was it just that my body woke up because I hadn't had enough sleep after three hours? And for me to turn around in the middle of the night, 3 a.m. or whatever time, I actually think it was like 2 a.m., I don't even remember, to say, you're manic, you're manic, and you feel good. Man, I felt great. I still do feel great. I feel like I'm high. And I promise you this, I'm not on any kind of drugs. I want to do drugs. I definitely want to do drugs. I'm not going to do drugs. I want to get drunk. I want to drink. I want to snort cocaine. I want to smoke marijuana. I want to go out to a bar. I want to not have a care in the world about what I'm doing. I have, and by the way, before I do all this, I want to go to a gym and make sure that I pump up my body and work out real good so I can go out and walk around like I'm king of the world. And I'm saying all this because I need to be honest with my audience. And I don't want you to get upset with me, and I don't want you to think that I am really this type of a person, because I think we all know that when we get into our modes, we are really not that kind of a person. At least I'm, I'm able to admit that when I'm sleeping and sad and wanting to kill myself, that's not who I am. Well, it makes no difference when I am confident and conceited and cocky and overbearing and talkative and craving drugs and alcohol. I want to believe that that's not who I am either. And uh, unfortunately, there is, there is without a doubt, Mr. Joe being in mania mode right now. And, um, you know, I guess it's great that I have certain responsibilities that I have to follow, meaning my wife, who is at home right now, not feeling well again from her pregnancy, she has to go to work once I get home, so I have a little 16-month-old that I am responsible for, that I have to take care of. And I love him, and I miss him, and I want to be with him, and I'm looking forward to it. But if I had the opportunity and somebody said, well, you got to go out and drink, got to go out with your boss and get drunk, I don't know if I'd be able to control myself right now. And that, to me, is extremely scary. That, to me, is frightening because... I say to myself, what if? What if? And I guess the good thing is, technically, the opportunity is right before my eyes. Technically, in the past, had I have had an hour lunch break, I would have driven across the earth to go to a drug dealer's house and purchase cocaine. 
and then I would snort the cocaine the entire way back, pulling off every single um, road stop and exit back to Mr. Joe's neighborhood that one can imagine, and then resume my day as if, like, nothing happened, and probably make an excuse to get out of work early so I can continue snorting cocaine. I'm not doing that right now, so I have to commend myself or applaud myself and say, well, you know, clearly, as manic as you are, just talking about it is more than enough to help ease the symptoms, I guess you could say, and help me to understand that it would be the most ignorant and foolish thing that I could ever do would be to go purchase drugs right now. And this is why I love podcasting. This is why. Because in, in, in some respect, this is a therapy session. And I've said this time and time again. As important as it is for me to convey information, to teach my audience, to discuss mental illness, to give real-life experiences, and hopefully educate many of you out there and, and, and want you to listen to me. It's just as important for me to speak these words to you because it helps me. It's therapeutic for me. And it's something that I absolutely 100% need, obviously, in order to function because this is better than me sitting down in some stupid chair or some stupid couch and speaking to some stupid psychologist, somebody who won't listen to me. And it's, it's, it's just much better for me. And listen... I am not downing therapy. You see how you see how ignorant Mr. Joe even can be? I have talked up therapy time and time again and and explained the importance of it. And look how quickly Mr. Joe in a manic mode can shift to arrogance and basically just blowing off something that I know is important. Yeah, I could have just turned around and said that podcasting is important to me. As important as sitting in a chair or sitting on a couch and talking to a therapist. That would have been the correct way of putting this. But because I'm manic and because I am realer than I'll ever be and because I can't control the words that come out of my mouth, I'm going to call a psychologist that I don't even know a dummy. And I apologize for that. Here, here's the other interesting thing. Is there was a time when I would not even be able to analyze my words and actions. And I think I am able to do that now. And I'm grateful. And maybe it's because I do it on a platform such as this. That I'm able to say things and then stop and think and, and wonder and say, hmm, I wonder how that came across. And then correct myself if need be. Um, maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe it's because I am on the correct medication that although I might slip into those manic moments, it somewhat controls my impulsivity or at least my impulsive actions and words that come out can be stopped and corrected before it's too late and before I do too much damage. Because me referring to a therapeutic session as stupid or dumb or a waste of time is something that deserves to get me or to get you to hit the stop button really to say I'm not listening to this fool anymore because it's a foolish thing to say we, we, we should be getting therapy but now I'm manic so I, I, I say I, here's what it comes down to I turn around and say 
I don't need it. I don't need it. Because I am king of the world. And... Listen. If you're not medicated, and you're going through the ups and downs, and you're experiencing the mania, I get it. I get it. I absolutely miss this. There's no doubt about it. I absolutely miss this feeling. At the same token, I want it to go away. Because it's dangerous. It's frightening to some extent. It's not who Mr. Joe is. And the results of it can be devastating. And believe me when I tell you, somebody who has been unmedicated and manic before, the destruction that results from our manic episodes, it's just, it's undeniable. The lengths that we will go to, the things that we will do, the blame that we will put on other people, the jealousy within us, the rage within us, the paranoia, the questioning, the the sneakiness, the spying, the sly, slick remarks that just flow out of our mouth for no reason whatsoever. The confidence, the ability to romanticize anybody who comes in our direction turn anybody on, or at least think that we can turn anybody on, make anybody we want like us, because we are the most likable people on earth right now, all of those things are pretend. I mean, they're very real when it comes to our chemical imbalance of bipolar disorder, but they are not us. Bipolar does not define who we are by any stretch of the the imagination. Bipolar does not define us. When we are properly medicated and we are not experiencing intense mood swings, because, listen, I'm medicated, and obviously they still happen. They're never going away, but they're more controlled. So when our mood swings are controlled and we are medicated... We could turn around and say, well, you know what? This is who I am. This is the person that I am. I'm productive. I'm responsible. I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to drink. I want to take care of my family. I want to take care of my appearance. I don't want to sleep the day away. I don't want to stay up all night. I want to just be me. And me is essentially a good person. And probably most of you that are listening are good people. You're not people that want to steal. You're not people that want to lie. You're not people that want to sleep around with everybody. You are just regular people that unfortunately have bipolar disorder, which turns you into something that you are not. So please remember that bipolar does not define who we are, and it never will never ever will if you are currently living with a mental illness and you're doing well I ask you that you continue to work hard if you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how 
And if right now you are struggling with a mental illness, I ask you to keep fighting, keep battling as hard as it might be, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day, and I'll see you again real soon.